Welcome back to another episode of the Unrecruited Podcast. On today's episode, we welcome Vance back from his two-week hiatus and his move from Arizona back to the great state of California. We discuss our MLB predictions from early in the season and whether or not they came true. We talk the Tyrod Taylor injury and what happened with him and the Chargers over the weekend and what the future is for him and Justin Herbert. We give Vance a pop quiz on the current state of the NHL and NBA playoffs. And then we discuss fans moving forward at the NLCS and World Series for baseball. Are we all taking a road trip? Are we going to see you there? Thanks for listening. But in case you never tried to do something left-handed, they do do it the same as righties. Yeah. No, it's different. It's definitely <laughs> different. I just don't really stretch well, differently, that much. Differently, too. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I don't, my, wife I don't, claims, my wife claims to be left-handed, and then we go, you know, play. She she plays volleyball, and it's she hits it with her right hand. I'm like, what, where's the left hand? You know, what happened with that? And then she goes to throw, and she throws right-handed? Yeah, the throw is right-handed. I'm like, wait, I thought you were left-handed. So the, the, the weirdest one I've seen on that, so Matt Moore would hit baseballs left-handed and golf right-handed. Well, most a lot of guys do that. A lot of baseball players will play golf right-handed. Because that's what you that, had growing up. Yeah, I think it's going to change. It's just because the golf clubs were right-handed. Yeah, my grandpa yeah. tried to get me to play golf right-handed. Yeah. Did you play left-handed? Yeah. It's a clusterfuck. I just held out. I was like, no. You should probably, you should you probably play right-handed. Give me the left-handed should, clubs. You should play right-handed. It would, it would help. I think right-handed might help. Maybe. Or so, we, we tried that. It did not help. No. So we, we, got this, we got the Cy Young sorted out, right? So this year, we got Bauer and Cy Young. Young. Bauer and Bieber. Bieber, Bauer, Bauer. Bieber, yeah. And if you had so, to choose between them, it's real close. <laughs> There's not a lot separating it's the Bieber, though. Bieber's got lower ERA and like 20 more strikeouts, and I think one more win. Yeah. He has one more win. He has more strikeouts, but I thought it was in the teens. 122. I saw something interesting, and this would be, you know, this is going to the analytics of baseball, is that. There was something about when Bauer was getting ready to, before the game. I saw before his last start, he was thrown on three days rest, and they were talking about how he had kind of optimized his stuff to be better on on shorter rest. Um, and then I saw on Sports Center or maybe Baseball Tonight about he had a six ERA and three days rest, but I don't know how far back that was going. So I think that was probably career. Right. But it seemed like currently he he seems to maybe feel better on shorter rest, which was interesting because that's obviously against the conventional wins, wisdom. I mean, what do you guys think about typical rest scenarios? And what if some guy says he feels good on short rest? Yeah, they might feel good a few times. I don't know if they just can, one time. Just, I think he consistently do it. Just in the playoffs, but you're in not going to pull them out yeah. every three days in the season. Yeah, the season. I, I mean, the season you want your guys to get through it. It's about health more than anything. It's not. Uh, it's not trying to go every three days. I think the, the game is different, right? Now there's so much more relievers and, and guys not going full distance. So I guess I mean, if they're on a pitch count or uh, uh, an in- innings limit, then maybe I could see them running out there a little bit more often, or the way that you know things are kind of being reversed, where a reliever might start the game and then a starter comes in and, and pitches a few innings. Like, 
it, it, it might not hurt, you know, just keep them on some sort of schedule, but I think consistency is more important during the regular season. And I know the guys hate it. If you stretch them longer, they don't want a six man rotation because you know, they feel like they're waiting forever and they're losing their rhythm. So you're going to find a happy medium in there somewhere. But let's talk about that for a second, because if you go to a pitch count, I don't know that I really am a huge believer in pitch counts for adults. Uh, you know, for kids, definitely, but um, we can say, I think they're the same. We can do the kids, we can do the kids and young, uh, young athletes podcasts uh, another time. But, you know, as an adult with a pitch count, it's kind of like you ramp up and you have this effort to get ready for the game. And the difference between those number of pitches is really not that big a deal at that, at that point in time. Obviously, it depends how you're doing. I'm not talking about the, if you're doing well and pitching a good game or not, but you, you're already hot, right? So is it really that big a deal? And then how much rest you need? Obviously it varies by individual and guys seem to be taking more care and strength into account. And I think that's kind of, for example, using Bauer, he's like, Hey, I feel good. I'm doing all these extra things that are strengthening and making me better versus the time and rest and pitch counts. And, and I played with a guy, um, one of my ruins in college, Jeff Stevens, you know, it used to be, Hey, pitch in the season and then take the summer off. And he would, you know, he took the summer off a couple times and was never, he was like hurt at the, at the beginning of the year. And he's like, yeah, so I didn't throw. I just took this, took the time off. And then there were times where he threw and he played pro ball. So he, he had a lot of these scenarios, but then there were times where he threw all the whole time through played long toss, not necessarily full, you know, game, game like scenarios, but played long toss throwing all the time. And when he would do that, he was way better. And then when, when the season started and, and through the year, because, and he wasn't getting hurt and he's like, I just have to throw all the time. Doesn't matter if, and that is pretty simple to say, but it's like, it doesn't matter if I, you know, go out and, and throw hard, or I just need to stretch it out. I need to throw, I need to keep my arm warm and, and strengthen my arm rather than give it rest. And that's a big thing we're seeing playing it, play out, whether, you know, whether that's right or not, I think it's an individual proposition, but it's interesting to see. Uh, what about, what about like a BP pitcher, right? Like, do you have the same guy that threw BP every single day and throw hundreds of pitches day in and day out? And it's like, he trained his arm to, to be that way. And I know they're not throwing hundred percent, but still, you know, they're still throwing some good amount. There, so there's it, less stress though. The stress is yeah, not, there's no, right. there's no peak stress. That's, well, that's a regular that's just difference. rotation throw, see, rotation throw. And see, I, would guys, think, guys, I mean, a pro BP throwers, those guys are money. I would think for, and and again, I never I never pitched, so it's hard to it's hard to really know. But like, my arm feels a lot better when I throw a lot. Like it won't if I throw every day, or at least when I am consistently throwing and stretching, um, my arm doesn't hurt. When I take long periods of time off and then throw, like to your to that last point, is when my arm like something will crop up in my shoulder when I try to overdo it right away after coming back and not stretching or strengthening, it's like a work almost, you'd have to almost like work your way up. But if I threw all the time, 
I feel like my arm would be looser, not a problem, but I don't know about the other part of it. Like if you're, I mean, pitching a lot is difficult on a lot of parts of your body other than your arm. I mean, do you see like other, like, uh, like back, like side injuries, back injuries, leg, you know, leg stuff, hip stuff. Like if you, I mean, that, those are things that I think have, are more likely to wear down, um, when you're throwing all the time rather than your arm, because I think that's more of something that you're key, as long as you keep it stretched out and you aren't, and you throw correctly. Um, there's a lot, I mean, I don't know exactly what perfect is, but if you're what, throwing can wrong, you, can you show me correctly? <laughs> I, I don't throw correctly. <laughs> But I, I, it's consistency, right? And and like you said, Vance, like as a pitcher, your legs can get gassed, so you need strong legs. If your legs start to get gassed, then your delivery gets messed up, and then it's an arm issue. It's whatever, and your body reacts differently. So if something starts to hurt, you overcompensate. That's the mechanics part of it breaking down on you because of being like overworked or tired. But I don't think, and that's I'm with you, Chris. Like. I don't understand. I mean, I can't, I didn't pitch. So, but I, I feel like I could throw and throw and throw and throw. I mean, not affect, maybe not, maybe you lose effectiveness and that's when you get removed from a baseball game. But I wouldn't think, Oh, well, Urias, you know, he can only throw 80 pitches today because he's a rookie or whatever. It's that's to me is nonsense. He's thrown his whole life. So if he's rolling out there, like you're trying to protect him, by letting him only throw 80 pitches, I just don't think that's right. I think if he wants to be a starting pitcher in the big leagues from the beginning, if he's rolling and he's throwing the ball well, he needs to throw. And yeah, he needs I think to the able- difference is more if you're out of shape and we talked about the other, you know, your legs, your hips, your core. And if if you're getting to 80 pitches and you happen to be missing spots, that's different. That's like, a, hey, we're taking you extra missing spots, not because you're at 80 pitches, yeah. right? Because your shoulder, it, the difference, I guess, between all those things getting tired is you can work those things out ad nauseum in the off season, but ultimately your arm is and throwing is an unnatural motion. Yeah. So it's just a repeatability. And I don't, you said right way to throw. I kind of laughed at it. We kind of laughed at that, but I don't think there's one right way to throw. I think it's, there's maybe for each person, there's something that benefits more optimal for them. But if you can find the spot that's optimal for you and your and your arm doesn't hurt, which is probably number one, and you're effective, number two, those are probably each, you know, one A, maybe one A and one B. But if you can find a spot where you you pitch and your arm your arm is effective and it doesn't hurt and you're maximizing your capabilities, then at some point there's not an issue with how many pitches you throw each time. Except for maybe, and we're talking starting pitching, except for maybe, you know, hey, how long till you bounce back? That might be a little bit different because usually when you do, when when you pitch, you're going to wake up the next day sore, right? But like, how do you get rid of the soreness? What do you do to in between? And when are you back to that peak performance? Yeah. Run more right. pulls. <laughs> that's, the, that's the answer, right? Run pulls. Hey, pitcher, you run. <laughs> but those, hey, those pitchers, I thought they were on the track team. Hey, running, running does help loosen up, loosen you up. But I, I, I mean, I don't know. 
I think we'll, we'll we'll save that for a future uh, a future podcast when we get some athletic an athletic trainer on asking about if running helps pitchers with their blood flow to get blood to the shoulder. I think that's the theory. It gets blood flow to the shoulder to reduce inflammation. I, I believe that is the theory. The theory is well, yeah, I think you're right. Right, I, yeah. as it's for for recovery, it, it, for recovery. Well, running in general increases blood flow. Every it, anyways, I mean that's the theory. I don't know if it specifically increases blood throw blood flow to your shoulder, but you just got to throw more. Go to drive line. You just need cup. You need to put. You need to do some cups, some suction cups all day. There you go. The suction cups, like the to get on what on your back, your shoulders, the circles on your shoulders. I've Um, I've done that before, and it just feels weird. I've done it too. I don't. I don't know that I. I've had it professionally done on my shoulder and I feel like it helped after like a month. So speaking of, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Speaking of professionally done, have you guys ever had a cortisone shot? No, no, I don't so, like, I don't like needles. Well, <laughs> you definitely would not like the cortisone shot needle, but you know, it's long it's this big. I don't know. I mean, for for our listeners that can't see me, I mean, it's probably a six to eight inch needle, and, and it's thick. Jenny um, had one in her toe. Yeah, I toe that would be you know. She, I feel like that, does that throw toe. up. I feel like that's almost like a you want to throw up type thing. Yeah, I, she has like a um, like arthritis turf, in her turf toe, like hammer toe, not ham, whatever turf toe. No, just kidding. But it, what I was getting to was so. A lot of times uh, a cortisone shot is, you know, pretty scary. You look at the needle and you're like, wow, that thing is going to just kill me. Um, but, you know, if if someone can administer it correctly, then it's really not painful. But um, so I had, I had shoulder surgery, labrum tear, and I had a cortisone shot before or to try to see if I didn't have surgery try to rehab first and actually you know the guy put the cortisone shot uh, dr yokum who late dr yokum passed away but he put it in my shoulder and he's got plenty of experience great history awesome doctor on all these guys shoulders and and elbows um him and andrews are like the guys right so he puts it in and just like all right little prick no big deal bam done thanks i was like wow that was like no big deal I, i mean i saw the needle i was a little bit scared but, uh, I mean, this week, we get Tyrod Taylor getting a uh, pierced lung <laughs> on, a, on a needle. I'm assuming the needle was pretty similar to that. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably a cortisone shot. Um, so the guy just went in there and just, bam, thanks for coming. Gotcha. Appreciate it. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. And, I, and I'm not even talking sports. And, you know, obviously, we're, we always are kind of light on this. But, you know, in all seriousness that's a huge lawsuit, right? Yeah. Like Get yourself a good attorney and the yeah. judges might have to, I mean, he was a starting quarterback and I talked to an attorney friend of mine who, you know, he's a little bit of an attorney. So he wants to discuss. And I said, uh, Hey, that's a big lawsuit. Right. And he's like, Oh, well, he's kind of just the, you know, the, the holding spot for the quarterback. I said, no way. He's the starting quarterback. He's, he made the pro bowl before he's going to be, making the pro bowl this year. They're one to know with him as a starting quarterback. He's a future pro bowl or huge contract coming up next year. And the <laughs> and guy poked in the lung. That's, 
malpractice. Yeah. Big insurance claim. Thanks for coming. What do you guys think? I agree. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to have an issue. They definitely will, whether it's now or if it waits till later in, in the off season or whatever. But I don't. I don't see why not. Now, does that mean that he? Does that mean he has to play when he when he's healthy, or he sues? No, ma- massive settlement because Anthony Lynn already came out and said he's my starting quarterback. Well, anybody who watches football, who's the better quarterback, Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert? You you tell me. No comment. <laughs> Pick one. Pick one. Uh, at this point in time? Today? Who, who do you want to – who is your starting quarterback today for the year? If you're the, co- if you're the coach, you're picking from ground zero. Not, nobody's hurt. Is it that obvious? I mean, but why is it that – if that was truly the case, then why did Justin Herbert sit the first week? There, there's a lot of things that go into that, but I'm not, ask, I'm not asking you that. Right, but he came in on a on no notice and performed extremely well. But I mean, but I, I still think it's still one game. I mean, correct. It's only one game, but he. So I, I guess I'm not making the point. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter who's better. But Anthony Lynn came out and said that Tyrod's his starting quarterback. So what's going to happen is that Herbert's going to have another good game, and there's going to be a point where you you can't not start Herbert over Tyrod. And once that point comes, it depends. I don't know how long he's out for. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not hoping for Tyrod. I think out, that's. But, I think that's the issue. When he come, whenever he comes back, I don't think he's going to start because you're going to see yeah. enough of Herbert, and you're going to say, "Hey, man, this guy's good. Like he's better for our well, team." Hey, Tyrod, sit on the bench. But once he sits on the bench, that doctor is getting huge malpractice because he's going to say, "Hey, I was never the I was never the bench quarterback. He got Wally pipped." And, and well, there's no fans to boo your decision either, right? So there's uh, no one's no fans are booing the decision. The fans are applauding the decision. They want to see. No, they if, want to see if, Tyrod, Tyrod, if yeah, Tyrod if you put Tyrod back, back in, right? Because Anthony Lynn said he's a starter, and so it, you know, in football, they hate to say like you you lost your starting job because because uh, of injury because of injury. This yeah. injury was not even his fault, right? Like, this was a team physician. That injured him. So yeah, I'm not. Theory, I'm not if if he comes all, back, like, hey, like the guy but, has. But if he comes back healthy, the least has, amount of uh, right? turnovers in, in I think NFL history per per play. He's got the lowest turnover per play ratio in NFL history. So yeah, know, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, and, he, and that's the thing. He, that's what his attorney's going to say. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Okay. What is a Pro Bowl quarterback worth? I mean, thirty, forty million a year. What's his contract? 11 mil for two years. And if this oh. is the last, the second year, it's so going to be a free agent next year. So, so sign, sign me up for the difference between 11 mil and 40 mil and put it on the, put it on the calendar, you know? So how, who do they play next week? Carolina Panthers. Yeah. yeah Herbert's going to look good. He should. Yeah, but he is, he's good. He, he's, he's just better than Taylor, which is not a, it's not a knock on Taylor. But her, her, the thing about Herbert is, is that he could be inaccurate. And also he came into a game where he did get 
to start without having to think about it. I mean, I know he wasn't part of the Chargers game or Chargers game plan for that game, but he also wasn't being prepared for by the Chiefs because maybe it's a different, you know, maybe it's a different prep with Tyrod, what he can and can't do. Right, because the Chiefs were prepping for no concerns at quarterback and they got a concern at quarterback. They were they were prepping for a a rushing attack that can take that takes care of, that takes care of the football and a good defensive team, um, and a guy that really isn't going to press the the edges of the field like he's not going to make you defend outside of the hash. That's what they were doing, and and Herbert does. So my opinion is that Tyrod's going to get a huge settlement based on. Just his, you know, mal, I guess malpractice in a sense. I'm sure it's covered by insurance, but that's where I really think that ends up going. And I don't know that anybody will ever hear the result of it, but it's a big deal. Are the doctors employed by the team or are they independent? I believe they are team doctors, but probably independent and have their own practice. So, Probably like a double double payday. <laughs> There's probably a split payday. That's interesting, but yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think there's something coming, and and yeah, he'll he'll find an attorney and, and get him some money in there. Yeah, because you don't need a, a team doctor. Is not really his own practice. I'm sure. I don't know who the Chargers team doctor is, but he's not sitting yeah. around waiting for the Chargers every you know what is it seven weeks out of the year. Right, so right. he he's around. He's there. He, he does it, but he's got a regular practice too. Could, could the doctor be part of like a nut? Like a, I mean, I guess all doctors don't have their own practice, right? So he could be part of a larger practice, correct? Yeah, it could that be. has the Chargers as an account. Yeah, could be. But and it was that guy it was their team doctor their main team doctor that did the i don't think they've disclosed that oh okay they just said a a charges doctor so justin herbert could have given him the yeah i think it was justin herbert's pediatrician that did it (laughs) (laughs) he didn't know that team doctor was a huge herbert fan huh (laughs) justin herbert's barber gave him the I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how serious it is. I, obviously, I hope it's not serious. Yeah, for sure. But it also, it also sounded like he broke a rib too. Before, yeah. Well, I thought the injection I thought was for a broken. Was it for rib. the broken rib? It was for the rib. Yeah. Yeah, it was for like Dr. inflammation Dr. and to break the rib and. That's a little. He tripped and stumbled with the fucking needle. Real quick. Yeah. It was a uh, yeah. You yeah, hit him with I'm that. Sure, I'm sure the doc, you know, from the doctor. I'm sure the doctor didn't know either. You know, that was not a. It's not. It's an accident. It's not. You tried to hammer the needle home with a like an actual yeah. hammer, missed, hit the rib, punctured the lung. Circling back, I just you know, I brought up the those shots. It, those things are, you know, pretty scary in general. But like the guys who really know what they're doing. It, I'm not saying that guy didn't know what he was doing, but obviously just went a little too far. And maybe Tyrod's lung is just so in a weird tight. spot. Yeah, maybe he's got a weird lung location, and it just surprised him. 
It could be. Hey, your well, your lungs could suck up underneath your ribs, you know, or your yep. ribs, so maybe your ribs yep. so swollen it pressure it pressures your lung to kind of go between. I mean, it's it's really not. Uh, you know, I bring it up. It's not the doctor's fault, but I mean. So how bad? I mean, that's the other thing we we don't know. I mean, we're trying to wrap this up, and you know, a like a little that's just a little tiny hole in your lung, right? Does does that does that heal on its own? Like, how I don't even know how that works. Yeah, is that just not sure either? Isn't your lung cartilage? It's a muscle. It's an organ. It's a a muscle. So it should heal. It can reproduce tissue. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I didn't know if it could reproduce tissue. So if it can, then it should heal. I'm acting like I know. So Jason said, you yeah. Said it. Do you said we'll it. We'll go, we'll go, Jason. I'm going to have to, I'm no, gonna have to it, apologize but, like like Joe Rogan. But well, it I'm is. Not, it's like, I'm, it, you I'm, know, I'm if you have a collapsed lung. Fact, you stated the fact that your lung is a muscle and it will heal. So is that true? Google it. Well, Vance does that. Um have you looked at the, have you looked at the odds this week, Chris? Anything stick out to you? Yeah, good transition. I think it's a lot tougher week for me than last week. Yeah, when last I look week at the odds. <laughs> was. I mean, last week though, I guess we you know we looked at it, but there were definitely some uh, some close games and not so close games. I mean, I feel like almost everybody in in some of my loser pools were so like the Seahawks are going to smoke the Patriots. And that was a four, four and a half spread and ended up being, what, a one-point game or a one-score game? What yeah. One point, both. One point, yeah. Um, so, yeah, pre- pretty crazy. And the Raiders obviously flipped the script on that, uh, what are they, or six, six and a half, something like that, uh, underdogs to the to the Saints. So, uh, but, yeah, there's a couple big numbers still this week. I mean, there's the Colts minus 11 against the Jets obviously the Jets haven't performed very well um and then we got a few I think we talked we talked we were texting our thread earlier today but both you and I have the Colts in our loser pool right or the yeah. or our survivor pool the survivor say, pool yeah pool. yes survivor pool. My third week in a row uh picking the team that plays the Jets uh so we'll see how it goes I mean last week the the Niners were obviously banged up got hurt throughout the game, uh, but they still were able to muster enough up to beat them. But uh, the Colts have looked good. I mean, Jonathan Taylor looks great. Rivers is still Rivers. He's probably going to throw a pick or two, so be it. But uh, Man, I was hoping Rivers wasn't just going to be pick city, but, um, you know, picking the Colts, I'm a little bit nervous, I'll be honest. Eh, I don't so, okay. so three yards to carry is, is good? For... Who? For JT, he can definitely handle the volume. I mean, but what did he have last he, week? I think he was like three point eight. Uh, that's not three. That's four. Nah, it's less than that's, four. No, no, three to four. Three to four is a big difference. Three point eight is three carries and a first down. Three yards a carry is not a first down. Yeah, but three point eight doesn't keep you in the league. I disagree. Plus, that's minimal. When he's going to be better, he, he didn't break any. So you break some, it's going to blow off. And it was still against the Vikings. He did break a couple. I wasn't very impressed. I, I felt like it was very Chubb-like. Well, if, if he's Chubb-like, then it's got to be a decent running back, but right? Chubb so. hasn't been off. But, but Chubb is five a tote, so Chubb's a little better than Taylor. T- 
Taylor was 26 for 101 and a touch, so 3.9. If, 3.9. If, you give me, if you give me a choice the rest of the year, I'm taking Taylor. Hey, but I, in our league, I, I, I wouldn't take Taylor. I would just take the Colts O-line. I would take the Colts no, O-line. No, that's not the question. <laughs> Can't put Chubb behind the Colts O-line. Oh, so you want – oh, you're talking about a fantasy player. Yeah. Eh, I think it's about the same. I think they'll be very want? similar. What? Who do you want? I would want Cleveland's backfield over the Colts no, backfield. No, 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 no. I didn't. You're you're <laughs> you're messing with the question. You're you're pumping Chubb right here. I'm trying to get you on the fact that that you know Hunt is better than Chubb. That wasn't on the podcast, but I'm put it on there. I got twenty bucks right now that um, Jonathan Taylor outperforms Chubb the rest of the year. Nobody, no takers. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> with, an, you with next, a, you next uh, year uh, with an injury clause, or is it just? Straight up, uh, yeah. I mean, until I mean, I guess you could give them until you get injured. We'll just you know? go game game for game. So point per game, like one point if there's a better game, right? Or just points per game. So games played. So if and we don't count the. I mean, whatever we we can figure but that yeah, out. That's the same as a nor. That's just a straight average. What do you mean? You want to go who has more better games or who has the best average of games? I would just do, I want to go points per game played. That's fine. Points per game played. And if there's an injury clause, if they're out in, if they're less than week four, you know, it's probably a, a cancel. And then if it hits week, you know, eight, then it's still fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll do the twenty. We can. It's like a, it's like a five inning. If it hits week eight, Ter- it's like a five inning baseball game. Ter- terms don't really matter because we'll <laughs> we'll be honest with each other with how we feel about if it's a qualifying season. It's fair, yeah. It's we'll qualify. feel right. We'll feel right about whether or not it qualifies. Sure. When the time comes, if, and if it's week if week eight is the qualify, I would say week eight or eight week. Let's call it eight weeks. On a you know injury perspective, yeah. Well, I, than, I hope Taylor does better than Chubb because I heard a lot of Taylor. So, Jason, you want to trade Chubb for Taylor right now? And, no, because I have Beckham. I don't want to have two on a shitty offense. Wait, oh, if you didn't have Beckham, he hopes Taylor is better, but he doesn't believe it. All right, so so that'll be the. The running, um, or, or <laughs> so run that. That's on the board. Chuck that's Taylor. on the board. M- mark a little side bet for that one. So, so Jason, to answer your question. I put my sheet in front of me. I got my my five picks for this week, and these are early. I don't know how I feel about them yet. Um, <laughs> I did it today. Raiders uh, at the Patriots. Rams at the Bills, Vikings at home against Titans, Panthers against Chargers, and Ravens over the Chiefs. Ravens at home. Well, so here, I'll tell you what my CBS Sports sports line uh, 
projected school. Those are non-pro picks, by the way. Those are my my own picks. So tell me what the CBS projections would tell me. The, those pro pro picks. On no, non, no, non-pro picks. Tell me in my Pettit's sharp I pro swear. picks. They got the Patriots beating the Raiders 28-21, so the Patriots covering. The Bills beating the Rams 23 to 20. So the Bills are covering if it's so, so it sounds like so far, I mean, I've seen two. They're just taking a line Shock. And to the score. Uh, I mean, no, what do I get? CBS sucks. They have Tennessee beating Minnesota, but 23 20. 23 yeah, 20. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> by three. Sorry. I don't know that. What's your, what were your other games? I they got the Chargers beating the Panthers by seven, right? Uh, 27 18, nine. Oh, two points off. And then they got the Ravens beating the Chiefs by three, four. Oh, sorry. Point. <laughs> I mean, hey, tell CBS to kick rocks. Well, Vance, Vance, you wasting your time with that. You, you, I told you the lines. You don't need to read CBS. I, got, I blew the over. And I, Vance really wanted the over tonight. That didn't happen. Well, he freaking should have. It's over. Should it value? Okay, stop reading CBS. Bring some value. All right, I'm just telling you what my projected scores are here. I know yeah, it's nothing crazy. Scores, they're looking at the line and telling you the right, score. right, right, right. But they also tell you the odds. No, no value. So, uh, who do you like this week? Who do I like this week? Um. Well, you're taking the Colts in the. Winner, yeah, I'm taking the course, pool, but any, I mean, I don't know if you have any other. I have a loser pool, so I, I do need to pick right. a loser as well. Last it's, week, I but took, you already took the Jets for three weeks in a row, you can't do that in a loser pool, obviously. No, so. loser pool, uh, last week, and it started last week. Last week, I took um, the Chargers against the Chiefs, and that was a nail biter. Um, <laughs> that was a nail biter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Chargers definitely should have won that one, so um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I. I do like the Raiders against the Patriots. I think they have a chance to actually win that game. Um, they played really well, and I think they're they're kind of underrated still, and people are overlooking them. Um, I think Vance's Texans probably have no chance against the, the Steelers. Uh, and that line's at four right now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but you already took them. You already took them, probably. No. But I mean, the Texans, I feel bad for them. They started out... Ravens, Chiefs, Steelers. I mean, right. Hey, no, it's good. Fair. Start up. They're they're not a bad team, but I mean, Bill O'Brien I, sucks. But oh, three right make the playoffs. I think that's a win. I mean, it's not a game that they're definitely going to lose. But go on. And then I are think you doing? Are you doing every game? Or no. <laughs> and I and I think Denver probably yes. like yes. Is Tampa Tampa versus Denver and Denver obviously got hit hard with injuries with Sutton and uh and Drew Locke going down. So and and Tampa definitely looked better last week, obviously against a, a little bit of a lesser opponent than week one. But who's who's off your board? Who'd you pick already? The uh Chargers. The Jets. The no, the Chargers. And who else? That's There's it. two weeks. Oh, oh you're in play oh, that's the one you start after week one. Yeah. Man, that's brutal. Week one is like a huge blowout week. Yeah. Week week one is the week you pick the you have to go like big chalk week one, in yeah. my opinion. A hundred percent. And usually all, week two. Always. Yeah, but week one, a lot of people are out because they just That's what I mean. You can't no there's no risk taking in a survivor pool in week one. Like you pick yes. the worst team in the league Correct. that is playing the, the 
perceived best team available, like the biggest spread. Yeah, that's and, what you. And usually week two is upset city, and last week there was it was pretty much all chalk. There were cl- there were close because I mean I had I mean I I'm in a winner like pick winners, and I had the Titans and they almost got beat. Yeah. By the Jags. Yeah. That was, that was. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I actually really like the loser pool better than the survivor pool. I like the personal too. Yeah, um, I do too, because you can't just pick the same team every week yeah, to lose. Because like Jason said, he's like, hey, my survivor pool, I'm just picking whoever plays the Jets. You know, we got the Colts this week, and I mean, I, but, I guess. But, the, but, but you, you have like as many, you have as many teams that, you have as many teams that don't lose as teams that lose all the time. Like, why can't you just pick? Yeah, because there's, because every team, there's a winner and a loser to every game. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's what I mean. Like you can just like a lot of the time when you're no, playing the loser, than, uh, I like you're playing the chiefs. Like I'll disagree though, because if the, there's more losers than there are winners, I think. So in it, the jets are just a loser. Right. And then, if they they might lose fifteen games this year, the Chiefs or the Ravens are not going to win fifteen games. But, probably, but in a in a winners pool, you're out if you tie. What do you mean? If you in push? a loser pool, you're no. If your team doesn't win, you're out. So if the teams tie, you're out. But what? Who's tying? So it's, it's harder. Well, Cam oh. didn't know that Cam didn't know that he could tie. But he's tied. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's not the sharpest one in the shed. Um, I mean, but, you know, another great, I mean, another great Florida quarterback. You know, that, lineage, that, huge lineage. You know, I'm obviously not being, you know, serious with that, but I, I think it's the same principle. Like you have, like in the past, when you had like a New England Patriots that, you know, loses one game the entire year. Like you're going to ride that. You're going to well, write that. But I, I think the reason I would disagree is if you took, say, you took the let's use the Chiefs and the Ravens as an example. And I haven't looked ahead. I don't. I don't. I don't really look ahead. And you know, the kids probably don't provide me the time to look ahead. But if if I looked ahead and planned out sixteen weeks that who I would probably pick for you know, given the current lines, the winners are going to get a lot tighter because you're going to have to keep picking less and less like closer and closer spreads whereas a loser pool if you just took the you know the jets and the browns on the Bengals, you're going to run into a lot more teams that are playing those teams where it might be a lesser team on the winning side but a worse team on the losing side even though they might show up on the other side on the winner's pool on the survivor pool i guess they show up the same amount but yeah, the, the logic is similar. Like, but, there, but see, you can't you can't just go with the but, you can't just go with the Chiefs. But, like on, on a loser would, pool, you, you can't be like, hey, I'm going to pick whoever plays the Chiefs, and then but, they're fifteen and one, but you lost the one. Like you have to bounce around. But wouldn't you rather? I don't. I disagree. Like I would rather have, you know, I would rather pick like the Rams to lose to the Chiefs than pick the Bengals to beat the Jets. And that's you're you're gonna end up having to pick yeah one bad of the teams that are playing like bottom fifteen teams playing, playing the worst team and that 
like tonight, tonight you could have thought the Jaguars were a good play if you were getting late in the season. Right. I told you I want no part of that. <laughs> I know, but if you get if you get late in the season, you're not you're gonna forced, have you're forced to right. play one of these teams, right? Like you might not have a choice. And it, you'd rather it, pick the that. same the same general thing ends up happening in both ways. Like you right. you it's get true. to a week where if you survive long enough where you have to pick a bad winner. Like for like this week you'd have to pick like Buffalo to beat or I don't know, you'd have to pick like that's probably a bad example. You'd have to pick like Well like Seahawks in Dallas. Like that game could come up where you're like, shit, I, I actually need some play on that. Yeah, but you're probably you're probably not gonna have the Seahawks though. In a loser pool you might. Well, loser pool, yeah. Or you might have Dallas, yeah. In, yeah. in a loser pool, you might pick Dallas, yeah. But you might even decide to pick Dallas anyways in a loser pool at the beginning of the year just to you know, that's the strategy to a loser pool is maybe early in the year and the winners pool is the same, same way. Like you might look at this week and say, man, I really, you know, I could go with, you got to take a flyer somewhere. You can't just, man, I don't really know who that is. Cleveland. I could go Cleveland this week. Well, this week who you could take Cowboys and the Seahawks, right? Well, no, I got to pick a winner. Well, you oh, could well, a loser. loser pool, yeah. I'm saying loser. Like, Cowboys is a good loser. Cow- Cowboys would be a good loser. I mean, I, I think Seattle's going to have a t- horrible time trying to contain Dallas's offense and they could easily lose that game. And I feel That's like the they're problem. getting that. But you're that not is the problem. Seahawks as a winner, but I guess it's the opposite. So you're, you're, you know, you're going from one to 15 or 15 or 30 to 16. But that's in, too risky right early. now. Like why I wouldn't touch that or I wouldn't touch the, the chiefs and the Ravens, like maybe later like, in the season where you're getting a little more desperate and, you might not this have week, some of those bottom feeders in the loser pool. You might be forced to touch one of those. But right now, I wouldn't touch them. This week is probably Cleveland. Do you think we could? Do you think we'd start a midseason um, like double loser pick pool? Pick two. Yeah, pick two. Yeah, and and you get two, and you get two losses. Sure, that'd be good. Because then you get you, you saw every team for eight games and, and you get two losses. <laughs> Is anyone going to lose? Yeah, because you have to pick two. Oh, you got to pick two every week. Yeah, yeah. It'll, get, it'll get slim quick. It'll, it'll go quickly. Oh, we we I thought, won. I thought you nobody meant, should lose. But wait, wait, wait. So I thought you meant you had to pick. You got two chances. You picked no, one no, loser. No. You got two chances. No, I was saying you picked two. And you well, you do get you you get two losses. You can pick two though. Yeah. Okay, so you get two losses for the season, but you can you got to pick two losers every week. Right. Yes. Got it. No, that sounds fun. That's a good play. We should uh, run that. Um. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, why, why would I not pick the Colts this week to win? Well, win. I you you, you kind of can't. Unless you already picked them, or you can't not pick them unless you already picked them. The only way, the only reason you do that is just to, you know, everyone's going to be on them. So you just do. You got to fade them and hope that the Jets pull off the miracle. Fade and hope the miracle. Miracle can happen. Realistically, if you're going to fade them, you should pick the Jets. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that much. If, hey, if, you, if you're ballsy, if you're ballsy, that's pick not the even. Jets. That's not even. I will. I will make it this entire season you, without picking the Jets pick to win. Jets, 
you would win. How much if, miles if the Jets win and tonight. you pick the Jets, you have the best chance to win. That no, I don't because I have yes, the same you chance. Because you because you can pick everybody else against them. But that's so incremental. I'd that, play that's safe like safe than my my my, in, my incremental advantage from that is not even close to. Yeah, but here's the like thing: the whole, you don't win a loser pool or a winner pool in week three. People can go out, but you're not you're not taking it home. That's what I mean. It's the whole it's the whole icy and like people overvalue like early on keeping like getting by a week by not picking a good team. Do you think it's 50, just? Do you think the Colts will have fifty percent share this week? More than that. Yeah. More than that. I think it'll be like seventy. I bet you'll have like thirty or forty. Seventy is no. really high, Vance. Yeah, you, no, they're, they're the only double-digit favorite on the board. But looking at the DraftKings Survivor six, Bowl, the last two six, weeks, seven, five I think and there's a half. only one thirty percent team so far in the first two weeks. Yeah, but there hasn't been a there hasn't been a single spread like this. You could pick the Browns. Here's the thing: you could pick the Browns as we get seven. But how? But how much better is having the Browns? Because you can the get the, the Browns, you can kick the Browns out of your list, and then you don't ever have to pick them again. But yeah, how much better? How much Colts? better are the Colts than the Browns? A lot. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they aren't. No. Yes. No. No. Just because they have Chubb doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> no, they're not. The Colts, their Colts aren't that good. They're probably both those teams are like like eleven to fifteen. Eleven and fifteen. 11 to 15, like in that range. Like there's not that much difference between them. The Colts are offensively very inefficient. The Browns are going to be more efficient offensively. And the Browns are good enough defensively. They're not, there's not that much difference between those teams. Besides a better running back? I think Cleveland is better than the Colts, but are they drastically better? No. I dis I disagree. I think Phil Rivers is awful. That's- <laughs> he's he's terrible. Oh. You think Bill could play in our fan in our uh, flag football league? <laughs> I don't know. He would I mean, you guys. I could he's maybe not, catch not those, mobile maybe enough. Catch those rainbows that he tosses up, but like I don't want to catch. I don't want to get hit. Like I'd rather just catch the pass when I'm open. You know. <laughs> or you get tired of chasing down guys for a pick six. God. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Ch- I don't. I don't chase anybody unless you know. I know I can get them. If and when <laughs> I throw a if if I throw a pick, which is rare, I got to chase. <laughs> plus, if uh, if I'm chasing them, it's bad because I usually I'm like this. I'm the center running back, so you know that's yeah, I, if if I'm chasing them. There's a lot of field. It's not. I'm not a downfield <laughs> wide receiver. I, I went. I think the last season I threw no picks. The only. I guess on a two point conversion, but that doesn't count as a pick. So no picks, zero picks. Zero picks. Only one on a conversion. I don't throw picks, man. Yeah, you don't. No, you don't. We should. <laughs> we should run it back. Play again. We're old, but <laughs> how many blown hammies are you getting? Dude, the my hammies were hurt. My hammies were hurting. The hammies, see, like, I have more of a hammy issue with baseball. 
I've seen football. I've seen football. No, football, football, the speed, it's like it's such a quick burst. The football yeah. is way harder on the hammies. And, I, and it's on turf. The place you play is actually really nice. They got a nice turf and, you know, it's it's good. But, like, I mean, to be honest, it's it's mostly keeping up with the young kids. It's like I got to keep up with these kids and I got to push it. It's push. It's pushing it. Yeah, that's that is the problem. But how I'm never running running full speed in football, hardly ever. Yeah, but if that well, if I'm playing, if I'm on offense, I'm not really running full speed unless it's like, hey, I really get you air it out or something. But I'm not the air out guy, so it's only on defense. But even then, like if you're trying to go, I mean, I'm still never. I'm probably like eighty five to ninety percent always. Even when I'm running a route down the field, like I'm never like. No, I said on defense. Yeah, you, but when do you have? Because you get the what? young guy who pushes it past you, and you're like, "All right, let me push it." I know, I know, I can catch up, and he just runs the deep route. He's the Mike LeBeau of it all. Well, no, but the deep route's not a concern. It's just the move. It's just a go. It, no, it's the go. <laughs> my my issue is it's not the, the quick, guy. It's running. the quick guys. It's the quick guys. It's not the it's not the guys who go deep. Like deep is not a big deal because people who throw it's the deep guy that like. Gets- it's the guy that gets me on the choice route, and then I'm chasing. Yeah. That's the issue that you have I, I can see. You're far apart from the guy. You're like, oh, I gotta get catch up. Yeah, I, I just on hold though. Route, Mostly, on route, the guy, you know, one of five times they connect with the the receiver. Yeah, because it's it's but, more the quarterback. Like, yeah, will the will the kid who's faster than me beat me deep? Sure, but the quarterback is going to toss the ball up and. Can I catch that ball? Yeah, I got that ball. <laughs> you know, like that, it's not it's not hitting him as it's not a yeah. Not, not everybody's like me. It's not Ryan Fitzpatrick hitting him in stride. So you know, yeah. you got to throw it. Those guys don't they don't throw it deep enough. Like if the guy beats me, like okay, I'm beat, but I'm good enough to be you know, I don't know, five yards behind and. And I'll, well, if it's not, if not five yards ahead of me, I'm going to be in the play and probably in a better position to catch the ball. Yeah. No, I, I, you, you you have the ability to make up speed, make up distance, whatever it is, because the precision isn't there. It's, you know, it's adult league football. Yeah. So we'll get into adult league football another time. <laughs> All right, let's, we, uh, need some more, we need some more teammates though. So if we can get some teammates for adult league football. That'd be nice. Yes. Yeah. Can any of you listeners? <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to play in there, you maybe know, our Irish listener, sem, well, semi-athletic, or Chris will fly yeah. you out and you yeah. can come play, and uh, we'll go from there. And we and we would like to get some feedback from the uh, European listeners. We would like to hear from you and. We want to know what you think about football in Europe and we want to know maybe we can get you on the podcast. So reach out to us Shout out. Instagram, Unrecruited Podcast, or Twitter, Unrecruited Pod, and let us know who you are because, you know, it might be fun and just get you on and see what, what you're interested in. We're talking to you from Leinster. <laughs> and, our, and our friend from Germany as well. But uh, let's talk something real quick that Vance has no knowledge of, um, but we'll, we'll challenge him anyway. Vance, do you think that the Nuggets can overcome a 3-1 series lead for the third series in a row against the Lakers? <laughs> Who? So, no. No. Okay. So, well, you this, got you got the Lakers winning. What do you think about I, I got the 
Yeah, I got versus the Celtics. 3-1 there, too. Uh, so the teams that are up three to one are going to win the series. <laughs> Who is what team is Jimmy Butler on, Vance? Hmm. I don't know. Oh. Vance clearly does not watch basketball, but my boy Jimmy <laughs> Buckets uh, is on the Heat, and oh, you know, and with 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 really uh, Tyler with with Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, yes. there you go. Tyler Hero's been lights out from Tyler Kentucky, Buckets right? from Kentucky, yes. Tyler Buckets, Tyler Buckets has been dominant. I know college uh, basketball. I know college basketball. You know what? Actually, I heard last night. I didn't know this. Uh, they interviewed him last night after the game, and he, he said his nickname is Buckets. Yeah, because <laughs> last year just straight buckets. So we had Jimmy Buckets and Buckets. Yeah, last year um, when he was shooting free throws, he just he's he like looked to a teammate. He's like, "I'm Buckets." <laughs> he's like, he made a free yeah. throw, and he's just like, "I'm Buckets." So I mean, he's he's lights out. He's really good. So. He's been really impressive. Jimmy Jimmy Buckets is, you know, unbeatable on the defensive end. I'm I'm excited to see Jimmy against LeBron flopping, LeBron flopping all over the place, and Buckets only touching the ball. And uh, it's gonna be interesting, you know. Is I mean, uh, yeah, last night he he got a Tatum hit hit Jimmy Butler with an offensive foul on like a one on one breakaway. He basically gave him an elbow shove to the chest. Butler took it, hit the ball on the way up for the layup, and they called a foul on Butler. And then they were like, then they reviewed it and said, oh, yeah, no, all ball, even though it was an offensive foul on Tatum. <laughs> because you can't, you can't say it was an offensive foul on a review. But, I mean, it was. So, is Butler still the heat coach? Spolstra? No. no. Yeah. He is, yes. No, yeah. Not. Yeah. He's not? He is. And he's been he's been seeming like a really good coach. I mean, you know, their team is they had a couple good they had two Kentucky guys, Harrow and Adebayo, uh playing center. But yeah, those those guys are good, man. So I'm sure Calipari's happy. He's Calipari's looking pretty. Calipari to bridge off of that, Calipari went with the opposite route of, you know, all the college teams and said, Hey, you come here, you're going to be a one and done. And that's how he got all the studs. Like, Hey, I want you to be a one and done. I, I'm not opposed to one and does. I want one and done. And he just keeps recruiting those guys and they keep going to the NBA. Keep cycling through. You get the best recruits. And Pat Riley with more, uh, more championship teams or potential championship teams. Running back with mm-hmm. the Showtime Lakers and now with the Heat. All right, on to another subject that Vance knows nothing about. Vance, the Stanley Cup is uh, already played three games. Tampa Bay is beating Dallas 2-1. to one. Who do you see? Oh, I was hoping you were going to ask him what the score of the series was. <laughs> Who do you see winning the, uh, the Stanley Cup? The Kings? The team, the team that's winning 2-1, to one, probably. <laughs> what you, team is that? Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa the Tampa Bay Lightning. Can you name one person on Tampa Bay? Uh, Smith. <laughs> this is in Jeopardy. You gotta get full names. <laughs> I love hockey. This is so disappointing. And then I... um, Stefan Gubachev. Yeah, so close. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, hockey is good. Give, me, give good. me a fir- give me a first name and see if I can of, of their best player. And Nikita. See if I can give you the last. Koloff. Nikita Kucherov. Here, I'll give you the Ooh, so close. Steven. <laughs> so Steven. Close. Uh, Forsberg. No, Stamkos. <laughs> Steven Forsberg was a hockey player. Philippe Forsberg. But yes, yeah, so hockey, hockey's going. Uh, I, I was hoping that Dallas could kind of pull it off. They've had a, a special year. They got some young guys, so it, it, it'll be good. These are two young teams that'll be good for quite some time. So that's hockey in a nutshell. Um, I needed to get back to the regular season so we can start playing some more freaking DraftKings and start cashing some lineups. But is there no is hockey? I'm not a huge hockey guy, but is is DraftKings done for hockey? No, uh, you can still play like the. The, the showdown, yeah, the single game. Um, but you're not playing that. No, it's it's. I don't know. I I like playing the small game slates, and you know, I played it up until I think after the first round of the playoffs. So we'll wait. We'll wait for next season. Um, yeah, we'll get so so. San Luis is not on Tampa Bay anymore. Martin San Luis, no, long gone. He's like forty-five years old. Probably <laughs> more. Him and him and Ronick are playing together. What about Vincent Lacavier? Long, yeah, man. You're talking like original, like Tampa Bay Lightning, like when they were. In I, the I only I only remember hockey from like playing hockey video games. Yeah, NHL. <laughs> Dude, make Gretzky's head bleed. Like, do a bunch of one timers. It's it's kind of like soccer. <laughs> The wraparound. Yeah. All day. Wraparound, wraparound, wraparound. All right. So uh, baseball wraps up the season. I know we talked Cy Young for NLAL. We got MVP. Well, Mike Trout gets it every year, right? In the AL? (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it it just the Mike Trout trophy? It could be, (laughs) but uh, I don't think it's Trout this year. I don't think that's not right. <laughs> Sounds like a Homer Homer Angel. Is it well, is it Kyle Tucker? Is it Kyle Tucker? Let's 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 move to next year. There's some uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think uh you got Tim Anderson who's played pretty well, the Sox, nah. who's one of our surprise teams. You got Luke Voigt hit twenty one homers for the Yankees. Who? Lukey Voigt. <laughs> Exactly. Jose Abreu with 19 bombs. So you got some big guys there, Tim Anderson, and was hit like 360. Um, the NL is going to be interesting, too. You got Freeman, you got Tatis, Machado, uh, Betts. Oh, it's going to it's going to be Tatis. And Tatis has tanked the last two weeks. I think last week, yeah, it's it was 16. The last two weeks, no matter that, Tatis is the guy. Uh, and if Juan Soto didn't have COVID, he and playing for the worst team in the majors, I think he probably takes it. Because uh, he's just been lights out since his return. But that'll be an interesting one. So, AL would be probably Jose Ramirez, all jokes aside. He's done well. He just crushed it. Um, this this has Nelson Cruz as the favorite. Ooh, you're a third guy. Forty-year-old <laughs> Nelson Cruz with sixteen bombs, hitting three fourteen, slugging. 63. It says 
uh, it has Twins DH Nelson Cruz taken over as the favorite at plus 125, followed by Shane Bieber at plus 200. Is that the betting lines? I don't know where I know where the hell I'm at. Oh, oh. so want, but here in in 43 games, Juan Soto is hitting 352 with a 1.19 OPS, 13 bombs, 37 ribbies, 38 runs. He's not even on the list here. In 37 walks. I know. In 43 games, he did serious damage. Mike Trout's fourth on this list here. It's Cruz, Bieber, Abreu, Trout, Anderson, Voigt. That's the NL. Or the AL. Oh, NL. Tatis and Betts are split. Two yeah. plus 250. I think Freeman might take it. He's hitting 340. Freeman plus 450. 51 ribbies in 60 games. I guess I haven't been paying attention. Michael Conforto? Conforto had a decent year, man. Your boy. Trey Turner? Trey Turner, 12 seals. It's funny. It's just hard to look at stats and compare them to a normal time. You had to do math in your head, but Trey Turner is hitting 340. You have him hitting 340, you have Soto hitting 352, and yet the Nationals are... Just in the basement. No pitching. They got hammered who, hard. It's the same. Angels have the same issue. Who the hell throws the ball for? Yeah. Angels had some good guys too. Fletcher's hit well and you know, a little stint on the DL, but otherwise Fletcher had a pretty good year offensively. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, shit, in the AL, it, it could be possible that Shane Bieber takes home the Cy Young and the MVP. When Beebs is done, so if they if they keep Beebs to start, well, obviously they're going to make, you know, they're making the playoffs, so they're setting up the rotation. Um, so he didn't he he was scheduled to start twice this week. Right. If he got the nine wins, that was just straight up MVP for him. But yeah, sticking wins are the worst that you're going to give MVP. I guess maybe short season you could give. Yeah, but not so he has nine wins in sixty in a sixty game season. That's crazy. Yeah. And it looks like Cleveland's going to play Minnesota, possibly. So it'll be interesting. Because he only had 11, I think he had 11 starts. But he was, I mean, the, well, those, first, that, those first couple games, that first week, he was ridiculous. He played like, two weeks were yeah. a joke. His first four starts were just <laughs> 10 strikeouts, nobody on base. Yeah, and their staff, and then he couldn't, and then he couldn't carry my pitching anymore. Their staff was solid though, man. But yeah, he's got. So we 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 all have a team that we threw out there that are in the playoffs. Like, do we have another side bet on all of our teams? I have the Padres and the Sox. Yeah, I know. So I think Chris had one of those two teams as well. So you I guys, had pa- I had the Padres. I don't know if I had anybody else. I, I had the Reds. So the Reds are in. Right I had there. the Reds. So so yeah. So Pettit can have the Padres. Jason gets the White Sox, and I get the Reds, and we can you know throw that bet on the board. We get Bauer outage in October. This is going to be exciting. I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm fine with that bet. I'll, I'll put the bet on the board. <laughs> I, I don't really know what the bet is. Uh, deepest. Deepest run, deepest run, most most wins accumulated in the playoffs. 
I need to educate myself on the playoff structure because I'm not sure what it is. But yeah, I mean, I think so it's one through eight. They each play three game series. Whoever is the one through four seed gets all three home games. Not that there's a distinct home field advantage, but there is some. And then, then they go into the bubble, and it's going to be the AL playing here in California between San Diego, LA, and Anaheim. Are we going? Are we going to Texas? Well, and then at? NL is going to Texas, and they're playing in Houston and in uh, Fort Worth. And Manfred has come out and said that most likely fans will be allowed for the NLCS and the World Series. So. World Series will be in Arlington, not Fort Worth, Arlington. And, uh, uh, yeah, the NLCS will have one of the, you know, two series. I think they'll split them up. So it'd be interesting. Probably got to take a road trip. I think I'm down. Can we Can we get tickets? How do we get tickets? I don't know how that's going to work. We'll, we'll, let's, we'll let's do it. We'll scalp them the COVID way. I don't know how much scalping there is on right now. <laughs> so the the games in California have no fans? Correct. Because California – well, L.A. definitely is not allowed to have fans. And I think in order to be uh, – to have live fans – I think Orange events, County can have fans, but not L.A. because L.A. sucks. Yeah. L.A. is heading yeah, in the right direction. So, <laughs> so Orange County got back below Gavin's seven per 100,000? Yeah, they got, we got below Gavin's seven, then he moved it to one per 100. So Now he, he moved it to one now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in purple. Are you guys in red or you're in purple? No, purple's not. Purple's nothing. Purple. He didn't purple's move it. He didn't. Oh, sorry, purple's everything. Yeah. Everybody's purple. He didn't move it to one, right? He really did. Is that a lot? Is that true? That's true. That's true. True. Almost one per hundred thousand. It's crazy. Less. Sorry, I, I overshot it. Less than one. So zero. <laughs> uh, and positivity rate too. So half. Yeah. So half a person. Half a person. That's crazy. I'm just telling you the facts. <laughs> stupid. He's stupid. What? Because we because are you serious? What? Huh? Yeah, I did. I said it's stupid. <laughs> Welcome back to California events. But yeah, so uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Texas. It looks like there'll be fans there. It'll be interesting. And, you know, I think we could we should inquire about that. And obviously. Uh, the Rangers Park is brand new, and so yeah, it'll be interesting. So, are the Reds? The Reds aren't in for sure, though, right? They are knocking at the door, I believe. Well, they're number. It looks like they're the number eight the Central, seed. The Central has a big race, so you know, obviously talking to Jeff Lever in the, you know, he touched on it, but the Brewers made a little bit of a comeback, and then the Central is a serious race on what they're doing or I mean those guys are all trying to make playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, the the only thing that's not settled yet in the American League is Houston. Oh, they won tonight. It's pretty much settled now. Yeah, and the other end. And the NL, there's still those wild cards are still up for grabs in the central. I guess it's really the, the Cubs ran away with it, but it's the the second spot that's really coming well, out of there. Well, the, Houston's up three with three to go. So yeah. But right now it's Cincy and San Fran and the two wild cards. And then you got Philly, a half game back, the Brewers, a, a game back. Um, who the hell knows? I guess it will come down to the last, uh, last series this weekend. I know Philly's got two games tomorrow. So uh, we'll see what happens. 
So Cincinnati's only a half game back in the division. So and, and Milwaukee's only no to the to the Cardinals. Yeah, to the, well, yeah, but to be, winning the division is a big deal because they they flip into the six the six slot or coming in second maybe in even yeah second in the division. Yeah. They the lowest they can be is a six slot. But wouldn't you rather come in seventh and play the Cubs or the Braves as opposed to having to play the well, if you're the five? Can they get to the five and play the, uh, the Padres? Yeah, they can get to the five. You don't want yeah, to play they can the Padres. Well, and you don't well, you don't want to come in eighth. I mean it's hard because you don't want to play the Dodgers, you don't want to play the Padres. Right. So you want to play Atlanta. I mean how so so how is home field advantage not a big deal? I mean, Houston's twenty and eight at home and nine and twenty on the road, not getting the signs at not getting the signs on the road. Clearly. <laughs> how, it's it's how, on the fans. It's on the how fans. are you how are you nine and twenty on the road with no fans? Well, thing that, I mean it, the trash can's louder with no fans. Look at the the Rangers. They are six and twenty four on the road. They won six road games. They're five hundred team at home. Six and twenty-four on the road. Well, that's why they're not in the playoffs. They, they finished the year at home against Houston. They also so. gave up three hundred runs. Negative run so differential of ninety-eight. So did the Angels. They gave up three hundred runs, and they're still in the mix somehow. No, they're not in the mix. They're well, they were they were until a little while ago. They've never been in the mix. I mean, the Angels they didn't catch the the Astros in theory. They're the team that's three back of Houston. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't count that. Angels are seven and three in their last ten. They're coming hard. Yeah, that's the only reason they're technically in the mix. I mean, they were they were never out mathematically, but they've never been in the mix. The Twins are twenty three and five at home, twelve and seventeen on the road. What happened? Just a comfort zone in your own park. But guess what? You, exactly. you only get that first series there, and then everybody gets to get into the bubble and go the, away. The Astros are 6-14 and 14 against teams with better than 500 records. <laughs> They're not, this isn't, I mean, I don't. they don't have a chance. I'm not going to. I'm not crazy about this. I don't mind if they, if they play the Twins. I don't think that's a terrible matchup, but. I mean, I, I think they have the advantage of experience, and you got a lot of guys that you got a lot of guys that will have good at bats. Like they're a tough, they're a tough team just because they battle. But no Jordan, no Verlander, no Cole. Well, <laughs> Jordan. I mean, Jordan just makes that lineup so much. I mean, now that Kyle Tucker can hit too. I mean, Jordan just. I mean, what do you do? Correa hits eighth. Like that's. A serious thing. He can't hit anyway, so it's fine. Ask He's shooting like three hundred. Ask Joe Kelly. Shooting like three hundred. You, who's your pick to win it all? Let's get. Let's go with the World Series uh, winner pick. Besides Jason picking the the homer pick. I don't, I don't think the Dodgers have what it take. I don't think they have the pitching. So you're passing on them. Yeah. I so they, I don't think they do it. To rebut that, like, so who does who does have the pitching? The Rays. The Rays. Yeah. 
Fancy to look up who's on the Rays. <laughs> I mean, do you want to face Cleveland's pitchers in the playoffs either? I, I was going to say I prefer Cleveland, but I, they're, I mean, I'm, their percentages are not good. The, the Twins are pretty heavy favored. Yeah. And the A's, I'm not buying the A's. I mean, I mean, if you're not taking the Dodgers, I'll take the Dodgers. <laughs> but it's another, it's, but, it's but another. Got, the problem is you got Dave Roberts managing and he's just up it for the front office and he's just going to not manage accordingly. He's going to manage according to the numbers for a full season, which doesn't play out in the playoffs. And I don't know what Jansen's going to do. Now, the game against the, the Astros like destroyed him. That They're not very like, good. Well, yeah. you can't bring Jan- you can't bring Jansen in the eighth. I mean, that's the problem. You, you didn't. To man- you have to manage accordingly. It's it's not straight numbers. It's it's a guy. It's a person. Kenley Kenley couldn't get me out of the plate, and Kenley couldn't throw me out when he was catching either. Human bases. <laughs> so, I mean, that's great. Kenley's great hitting. You just have to understand that he's throwing the cutter. Maybe I should just go with the White Sox. I'm done with it. Get Giolito and Keichel. I don't know. If I don't think there's any too. Yeah, it's as good as any. But they can I mean, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland yeah. seems to be like the kind of relative dark horse. Yeah, but I, I do like. The, with- I still like the Padres. The Padres still seem better. Yeah, but if, better if than before. Clevenger just it, it looks like he's going to be out for a bit. Paddock hasn't been there. So. Lindelson Dement has been, or Denison Lament has been pretty lights out for them, but I don't know who else they have. Oh, Clevenger's out? He, he pitched one inning. He got pulled from his last start. Oh. So, is Cleveland's problem, they've only scored 230. I mean, can they not hit? They're almost like last in the American League in runs. I think they have two hitters, and that's about it. Lindor and uh, Ramirez. The only teams in the American League that have less runs than Cleveland are the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. Only two. And neither of those teams. Those teams are basically like rolling out their AAA team. But. And that's like all of baseball. Cincinnati, they're, they're kind of like Cleveland. They have less runs. Pittsburgh, 202 runs. That's solid. I don't know. I'm going to go with. Uh, well, Jason's not going with the hometown team, so I'll go with the Dodgers and my backup is the Padres. $200. Who are they going to play? Who do you think the, the AL team? Oh, uh, I think the Indians. I'll go with the Indians. Not trusting the Rays. If they could play the Yankees Ooh. every time, they'd fucking destroy them. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going with the Yankees. Who are you, who are you going with? I have no idea. I don't even know who even plays for all these teams. Maybe I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with teams that that I know can hit NL Central teams. That's Vance's area. In El Central. That's where the Astros hitters, were. Hitters, that means you're going with my Padres and you're going with probably the White Sox. <laughs> so Atlanta can hit. I think the NL is going to be one of those three teams. I, I mean, I know that that's taking a lot of teams. It's going to be one of Atlanta, LA, or San Diego. 
And I mean, is there I'll a go, better one-two combo than Acuna and, and I'll, Freeman? I'll, I'll go with Atlanta. Yeah, Tatis and Machado. I'd I'll go with Atlanta because Machado isn't playoff ready. He can't hit in the play in the postseason. He nice. can't hit good pitch. He just won't run. That's the problem. <laughs> um, it's like Bellinger can't hit good pitching. And they got Osuna too. Don't forget about Osuna. That's the problem with the Dodgers. Once you throw a Bellinger curveball, what's going to happen? Like everyone else is going to be fine, but um, that's the thing. Like the rest of the Dodgers lineup grind. Like they they can all hit. Um, Dodgers don't strike out, so I guess that's the one thing you need people that can. Who's is is Chris Taylor on the bench? No, but, it, but their strikeouts are down. I'm saying as a whole, like yeah, Chris. I don't want to see Chris Taylor up there and watch him swing curveball after curveball and just whiff. And even anything over 95, I don't think he catches up to. But uh, as a whole, they're good. But... That approach, just hoping to hit home run. <laughs> but that's the name of the game right now, right? Yeah, Chicks I mean, he's getting paid, right? The long ball. He's getting paid. Yeah. So and then the White Sox. White, White Sox. Sox, White Sox Braves. That's so weird. It is cool to see all these teams, and you know, we'll we'll yeah. see who wins, and everybody's we'll got to uh, maybe we'll get into some once the playoffs get set, maybe we'll get some uh, wagers going on the each uh, each series. You know, the Angels were second; they're second in runs or third in runs in the American League. Have you seen their pitching staff? Yeah, they've given up more runs than everybody except God Boston. Boston gave up 340 runs. Boston is awful. (laughs) Hey, they won 22 games. They had no pitching. (laughs) Well, they really have no pitching. You have 340 runs. They finished the season with Atlanta, who has scored more runs than anybody. So uh, we'll add to that. Yeah. I'd love to see Dodgers versus Atlanta in the NLCS. That would be fun. That would be, be fun. Can they can they can play with the way yeah. that it's set up? And then can can the Padres play Atlanta? That would be fun too. Yeah, and Dodgers. It's going to be Dodgers and Padres in theory would play each other as the one and the four. Yeah, um, that'll be fun. And so that'll be a good series. And then whoever comes out of the Atlanta and NL Central, in theory, obviously that's if seedings hold. Um, but you got some good teams and it's, it's pretty well balanced. And, you know, I don't think that there's a clear cut favorite. I know the Dodgers are the betting favorite, but yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at what we need to do to, to get to the, uh, to get to the world series. It might be a good option this year. <laughs> Pack up a car and drive. I'm down. I'm down to watch the game when there's no one else around. That sounds like a good time to watch the game. Yeah, they haven't announced capacities or any of that kind of stuff. So at this point, it's just a hope. I don't think it's been become official. Um, but the plan is to, to have it happen. And from what I was like, from what I've seen, it's you know, fifty percent capacity is a big number. Twenty five percent capacity is still a big number and there was a bunch of fans that went to the Cowboys game. So if you're talking Arlington and Dallas, it's pretty much the same area. Um, could you get, you know, could you squeeze 25% 
into that stadium. I don't know if that stadium's attendance is. Um, I'm sure you could properly socially distance and make it work. I'm sure they'll sell out some some suites and all that kind of stuff, but who knows? Yeah, like those the football games that have had like five thousand fans, it looks empty. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, I know that would fill up a more of a baseball stadium, but still, it would be pretty empty. I don't know. I like it. I feel like that'd be a fun game to go to. Yeah, well, I agree. I think it would really be fun to go. And just think about how empty the bathrooms and the concessions would be. It'd be great. Yeah, you, beer, you, you can drink like ten beers, no problem. I'm all, I'm all for it. Let's do it. <laughs> get, get the wristband link, uh, the waste management. And just see how it goes. <laughs> Pay for the wristband. Drink. It will ten always drink maximum. Ten drink, ten drink max. But if you throw the tip, you know you don't get the you don't get the cross out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll wrap up our our uh, baseball ramble, and uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully catch you. We're trying to get the World Series, so we'll see you, see if we can get the World Series here. Maybe we'll see you there to cheer on your team.